everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle of the Road, the podcast. This week, I guess it's technically not a weekly episode, bonus but it's a week. bonus episode. Bonus! Woo! Ben and I both saw a movie, and uh, we decided we want to talk about it. And that is Lee Winehall's The Invisible Man. This is not the Dark Universe reboot that yeah, Universal... Yeah. Thought it was going to be starting a couple years ago with Tom Cruise's The Mummy and what's that dude's name who played Dracula? Luke Evans. Luke Evans, the Dracula. I think those were technically the first two movies of that dark universe. Who was supp- Johnny Depp, I think, was supposed to be the Invisible Man. That's right. I was I was excited for Javier Bardem's Frankenstein. That would, or Frankenstein's monster. That would have been... Whew. But now Bumhouse has kind of taken over, it sounds like. I think the rumors... What did they just... Um, a new Dracula. They announced a new yeah, Dracula. With, with Karen Kusama, who did The Invitation, which is a underrated, fun little horror. Did you not like that, though, Ben? I wasn't... No, I wasn't huge on it, like... But it's again, it's one of those ones I could see myself going back to and actually really liking. I, I think it was overhyped going in. The ending is fucking awesome to that movie. Like the literal like last bit of the movie is brilliant. I think it does a lot with its budget. I'm And then I enjoyed her last movie, Destroyer, which was the Nicole Kidman. Like, Ooh, LA yeah, I didn't see movie. that. It's on Hulu, I think. Or it was. That's where I watched it last year. She's a good director. And I'm excited to see what she does with the... Uh, Blumhouse budget and gets to play around with the origins of Dracula. And, yeah, this iconic. Well, it'll be interesting to see what it is. Is it supposed to be like a medieval movie or is it going to be? I doubt it. That would make it I, expensive. I assume they'll do at least a bit of his his origin. Like there will be some mm. sequences where you see, you know, well, Dracula I don't know. I mean, Vlad or whatever. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, this movie just kind of jumps into the. It doesn't really even explain the Invisible Man thing, like. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do with it. We're getting a little sidetracked, but also to round out the dark, uni- the new dark universe conversation. I believe James Wan is coming on board to direct something after oh, whatever shit. his next something is. They they just called it a, a, a monster movie though. I don't know if they've announced <sighs> Wolfman. We need a good. We do. need a good werewolf movie. We haven't had one of those since where? I, I, I listened guess? to an interview with um, Lee Whitehall, and he. He actually, of the monsters he threw out that he would be interested in messing around with again, if he was asked to do another one, would be he wants to do original stuff if he could, but he's he he seemed interested in the Wolfman. So hell yeah, um, this film though, Lee Wanall was he's a Australian director writer. We discussed him a couple weeks ago because he wrote Insidious. Uh, and help start that franchise. This is the third movie he's directed after the Insidious Chapter 3, which, Ben, you didn't even see, right? Nope. Nope. What's the score on? It's got a 2.6 on Letterboxd, which, again, those Insidious movies are horror movies made for high school kids and middle school kids, I think. It'll be interesting to see how that franchise plays out in, like, 10 more years. Upgrade, which I just watched for the first time the same day I saw The Invisible Man, which I thought was a really fun homage to like 80s sci-fi movies like RoboCop. But Upgrade, I I think I was a little higher on it than you talking about it. I know you hadn't seen it in a while. Yeah, I think you did. Like I was on the verge of giving it four. Yeah, I I was not. I think the the cast is just, it's a little wonky. And I think the plot is a little wonky. But I thought like all of the world building was awesome. And 
the fights were fun. The gore was fun. Dudes with shotguns in their arms, pretty dope. <laughs> there, yeah, there, there were so many awesome ideas at play there. And I think that kind of carries over to The Invisible Man as well. Ben and I talked briefly offline about it, but I think... I think Wynel has shown, or Wynel, Wynel, has shown he's got a lot of great ideas. He knows how to end a movie. He knows yeah. how to set <laughs> up a movie. And I think it can get a little dicey along the way. I would love to see him work with another writer to flesh out his ideas. And I, I feel the same way about Insidious, too. Like, I've only seen the one that we reviewed for the podcast, but I think that was a film loaded with good ideas that is just kind of wonky structurally and character wise. But you like um, you like this a lot more than Insidious. Yes, yes. I, I know. I think The Invisible Man is good, but I think the back half of the movie kind of rallied it for me. And I think the cast just isn't that great. Oh, Outs- dude. Lisbeth Outs- Moss. Oh, she, so good. She. She's good. I'm not as high as her on you are. And I would say Oliver Jackson Cohen is like for the amount of screen time he gets, he's phenomenal. Who is he playing? He's Adrian, the Invisible Man. And then Storm Reed, who like she's not she, amazing. No, she's good. But she, this isn't like, and I'm not trying to you know bash on this kid here, but uh-huh. I this is the first movie I've seen her in where I actually enjoyed it. Her and her uh, Aldous Hodge, who plays her dad, I, I enjoyed their chemistry he together. Was, yeah, and he was good too. I en- I did enjoy his chemistry with everybody, but I, I don't know. Com- watching Upgrade right before it, and then watching this, it was like the Blumhouse. It was like the Blumhouse budget rearing its head. You know, it's like there's not a lot of A team players out here. I think Moss is definitely an A-team player. I've definitely enjoyed her more in a lot of things. But she does a very good job of holding this movie together. I think the sister's good, too. I believe that's Harriet Dyer. But, yeah, I think... I'm going to let Ben talk, I promise. <laughs> uh, the Just quickly, I think... I wish the script was a little stronger. I think the... Characters have to act a little too dumb at a couple times. But I think it all comes together by the end. And I think all the set pieces are pretty effective. But the first and last scenes of the movie are the best two scenes of the movie. My favorite moment, I guess, is something we'll get into when we get into spoilers. Okay, great. Now, for the movie as a whole, like, again, it was kind of like Onward, where it's like, it's solid the whole way through. But it's, you know, the film's final acts that, like, elevated to, you know, holy shit status. Like you said, Wynel, he knows how to... Lionel? Wynel? I can never... I think Wynel? Wynel? Like... There's two ends in there. Yeah. The dude knows how to end a movie. Wynel? Wynel. It's like, holy shit. And it's weird because, you know, the movie's The Invisible Man, but it's clearly, you know, Elizabeth Moss's movie. And I think she does such a great job portraying this woman who's clearly been damaged by this incredibly abusive relationship mm-hmm. and is being you know tortured even now and i she sells the terror and i know a lot of these a lot of the scary moments are jump scares and a lot of people look down on jump scares but i think if you craft it well and you build up suspense around it i i have no problem with jump scares like i have a problem with cheap jump scares but if they're ones that are earned I think the scares were earned. I don't, I, yeah. I don't, my, again, my issues with the movie weren't, I think the, the movie is effective at building tension. I love the way he uses his camera and pans 
to the open space, mm-hmm. having you guess if the Invisible Man's there or not. I think that's really well done. I think if the character decision and, and, and a couple story beats is the parts that had me a little wonky in the middle. I would say my biggest, my biggest like character decision, I guess, or maybe it's a lack of decision. I don't know. It's one that has to deal with the finale, and um, well, I'll get into that in spoilers too. But interesting. For the most part, I thought this was like incredibly solid. Like there was no, the story never fell flat for me. It was always enjoyable. Moss was great. I, the movie is never boring. Yeah, and I mean for me, let, that's, let me put that that's my there. measure it's, of success. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, the movie is fast paced. It, even if there was something I was kind of like, really? It moves on really quickly past yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think my biggest thing was like, I guess that's more spoiler to talk about. We don't talk about that. Should but, we, should we just get into Yeah. We'll get, we'll then? get into spoilers. Yeah. So Ben and I, I, I would say definitely see the movie. If you're interested in seeing a horror movie, go see it. it it's a, oh, it's a fun yeah. time in the movies. Yeah. I think Winnell right. is a very intriguing director. I can't wait to see what he does with a bigger budget and maybe with someone putting some reins on him just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to tamper his w- weirdness, but I also think he needs someone to kind of straighten him out a little bit based on my history with his work. But, um, and it sounds like Ben's a full solid. Yeah. Like I would be very this. surprised if this doesn't end up among my favorite horror films of the year. And I mean, we've already got two incredibly solid contenders with this and uh, The Color Out of Space. Which I will see soon, probably. What did you end up giving that movie? The Color Out of Space? Yeah. Uh, I gave it four stars. I rated it a little bit higher than The Invisible Man. Okay. Um, So that's The Invisible Man. Two men saying go see it. And I, I, a lot of people, before jumping off, a lot of people, and you touched, you touched on like uh the movie being about a, a a woman dealing with abuse and i think it does a really good job of representing that but i felt like not that the movie doesn't deserve the credit and you can totally read into it but i was expecting the movie to be a little bit more explicit and about it's like believing women sort of thing ah uh, okay yeah yeah and the fact that everybody just so blatantly doesn't believe her well, again, she's this woman who's clearly been through the ringer, maybe mm-hmm. isn't altogether there anymore. And, yeah. you know, she's saying yeah. she's, you know, seeing something that's clearly not there. Yeah. You know? I also told this to Ben. I, again, see both movies, but I think Unsane handles the women peril. No one's listening to me. But am I actually going crazy? That's what I think would have been interesting if. Never once do you doubt that there isn't an invisible man in this movie. Well, Would you agree? Yeah, but I mean that the, the yeah. point of this the point of this movie is to never make you doubt her sanity. Yeah, but it's yeah. like it's I, it's like true. it's the horror is the everyone else doubting it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I loved about Unsane though, is that I honestly was like, it had me guessing whether she was actually. It, it had it had me guessing in the middle of the movie since that movie is told entirely from her point of view, and that's that's like that's a different kind of like it's hard to compare yeah. these two because it's 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 like they're going for two different things like like Unsane really you know doesn't want you to be sure if she's you know yeah if she's actually seen something the Invisible Man is just like oh no she knows it's there 
You know yeah. it's there. Nobody else believes mm-hmm. her, and that's fucking scary. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's true. Yeah, I wasn't advocating for that. I was just, I guess, I was a little surprised it didn't dive into that a little bit more. Like, it, it didn't really take that moment to throw doubt. But I think your rationale is correct. And I think like, it, that's the way, that's the right way to go. And I think in today's like climate, I think it does do a really good job of like bringing this character into the the world like the, how the invisible man why he would do what he does and how he would do it mm-hmm. i think is done very well yes like, yes it's a very yes. it's I a, agree it's a very well done modern take on a classic you know horror icon yeah for sure so go see the invisible man it's a fun time at the movies with that we're gonna get into spoilers so spoilers Sure. Spoilers. 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 All the spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. I had one. Um. So the best moment of the movie is you're correct. Mm-hmm. The moment with the sister. Yeah. I didn't. I did not see that coming. That came out of fucking nowhere. Oh, so so fucked up. Oh. And it was really well done. And the scene proceeding up to it was a great representation of. San Francisco eateries and what it's like to go to a <laughs> a kind of fancy but kind of casual restaurant like that. Uh, but yeah, that was a great that that great shot where you just see the knife hovering there for a second. Like I'm, yeah. I'm like, what's what the fuck is? Oh, and then it's like you just it's there just long enough for you to be like, what mm-hmm. is that? And then bam, like oh. Yeah. God, that and was it was so really unfair to the sister too. Like some oh, balls yeah. to kill her. Like yeah. it was, yeah. It, but I, I, I will have to say, like I, the moment is so good. I like completely got over it. But like one of my biggest beef with the movie was that the sister would believe the email for two seconds. Like I, I don't know. Like were they? I, I know he had kind of. She kind of. They had, had a messed up relationship, a bit, but a, yeah, yeah. Bit estranged yeah. since she started dating this Adrian dude. But like the fact that the sister would think that that's something that she wrote. I mean, yeah. There's I, like I there's the there's the one scene where they try to kind of build that up, where it's like you know, it's like you're she has that feeling where it's like you're trying to control me, and she's like, no, I'm not. But then yeah. for it to like evolve into that email, yeah, it's not. It's a pretty big leap. Also, like, I wish they had a better way of putting a rift between the friend and the, the, the daughter. Like, yeah, like, I didn't like, I didn't buy the daughter buying that she just got. I would think yeah. the daughter in that moment would be like, what the Holy fuck shit, was that? The invisible man just hit yeah, me. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, did, I didn't buy yeah. that either. So that was like the roughest was, stretch of the movie. Yeah, for me, that was the only moment where I was like, oh, God, are you serious? Like, and then but then that led to the first big action set piece which was the fight in the house happens after that was that the one with the attic the attic and then it turns into the kitchen too it takes it takes a little bit no the attic must have been earlier no because she throws the paint on him and then he washes his face off but that that bit where she she dumps the paint on him that Mm. scared the shit out of me (laughs) <laughs> like i jumped like oh shit like that was that was a good one that was really well done oh god such a good moment and then after that that then that rolls into the sister getting killed so from yeah so from the the daughter getting hit like i was at the low point for the movie after the email and then that i was at my low point 
But then from there on, I think the movie's pretty great. My my other big like character or again lack not decision but like I guess lack or or lack of logic mm-hmm. is because Adrian's like playing this shit out from the get go. Like he's so fucking smart. Mm-hmm. How did he forget that he had an extra suit that she found and hid in his own fucking house? I think. I mean, the movie implies with the opening that what that is a blind spot for him for whatever reason is that place where she hides the second suit. Oh, but he would tear the house apart looking for it. But that was that, you know, which who was that Adrian or his brother in the house with her? Yeah, but he would know the suit was missing because it. But he might have already been under the house. It's invisible when it's hanging there. So yeah, he probably thought it was still hanging there. Okay, never mind. I rescind my... That's true too. That's, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I also think it could have not been Adrian at that point. That's Yeah, but that's what I'm thinking. It, it probably wasn't, but it was also... Like, he probably walks by, he sees nothing. It's like, yep, suit's still there because it's invisible. Yeah, because at which point of the movie way. does Adrian switch? I guess the she says it's... Uh, it's always him until the 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 asylum, right? Yeah. Or is is it Adrian? Is it is Adrian in the asylum during the escape scene? I think no, but there's only one suit. At there's only point, yeah. th- they're so, only using one suit. So on the night she, he goes to kill, why is he in the asylum that night? I can't remember. Because he's watching over her, just keeping an eye on her. Yeah. And then when she tries then, to yeah, when she tries so to kill Adrian's, herself, Adrian's probably like, dude, you need to make sure she you know keeps the baby. Yeah. And she does what I want. And if you don't, like, I will, you know, torture you. I'll be in the house. So, yeah. yeah. So he's, like, there because he's terrified of his brother. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That that sequence was a whole lot of fun, too. And a great little twist, too. Like, it makes a lot of sense. But I think at first I was like, really? We're doing this? But then it all works to set up the ending of the movie, which is a great fuck you. And it's both terrifying and cool. Like, the bits where he's, like taking the gun and shooting people like with their own guns like in the middle mm-hmm. of the hallway like that's yeah. so oh that was so like it's so well put together um mm-hmm. although like by the time like the fourth or fifth cop comes in and there's like all these bodies yeah dude don't just stand there like a fucking idiot <laughs> <laughs> okay we'll see how you do against the invisible man <laughs> Well, if I see bodies, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn the fuck around and be like, all right, <laughs> I need to get some backup because apparently four people wasn't enough already. Yeah, all that stuff. The, I mean, the back half of the movie is basically just an action movie. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just and I'm Elizabeth not complaining. Moss being like a fucking badass. It's really well done. Like, we, we've been talking around the ending. I think the ending was great, even oh, if yeah. I kind of knew that's where it was going to go. Oh, yeah. Like, when she left. It was still really cool to see how it paid off in the end. You said you didn't like a decision at the end, though. It was it was Adrian not noticing the suit. Was, oh, was, got it, yeah. got it, got it, got it, got it. Like I loved where she's like she's you know she just turns on the oh he's he's bleeding out and yeah. then just immediately turns it off. Yeah, like that's some <laughs> cold calculating shit. That's like an Adrian move, and I love that. And then when she's walking out, she you know talks to her the the cop is just kind of like, "What do you think happened?" Oh, looks like he killed himself. It's like, yeah. damn, 
All right, got an accomplice. If they make the invisible woman, which is they've clearly left the door open to, it would just be her like murdering a bunch of like rapists Awful or men. like yeah, okay. like that's that's what I think it is too. I think that's where the movie goes. But it's like, how would it be a horror movie? Because you're not going to be like, oh boy, I sure hope this guy doesn't get killed. I don't know. You could build a lot of tension around her sneaking around. Yeah, I, I I'd be down for that. It, it'd be it'd be a tricky movie to make uh, to oh, make a yeah. whole movie about it, but. Because Elizabeth uh, yeah. Moss wouldn't be allowed to be in most of it. <laughs> yeah, she'd be invisible. <laughs> and I think I think the basically what's separating you and me on this movie, it sounds like, is just you were a little, quite a bit more taken with Moss's performance than I was. Yeah, and I feel Not like that I, was I think probably... she's bad. And I... but I really i I grew up with Elizabeth Moss as oh, Peggy Mad Men, on right? Mad yeah. Men, and I love that version of Elizabeth Moss. And I haven't been as excited about her post Mad Men career, like Handmaid's Tale. I got burnt out on. Well, and, and to be fair, this isn't even yeah. my favorite, you know, horror movie with Matt with her in it. With it, that, that? that's still Us. Oh, Us! Yeah, she, yeah. I really liked her in Us. Though. Yeah, she's that was great her, in Us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, yeah. very good in that. The hysterical Elizabeth Moss just isn't my favorite Elizabeth Moss. I think. Even if she does a good job of doing it. But I think that's what makes the payoff at the end where she's just so fucking in charge. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, true. Chef's kiss. Just beautiful. <laughs> you got anything else on the Invisible Man? Well, I feel like one other thing that differs be- between the two of us, too, is I think I'm a little more forgiving of, like, the kind of lower moments, which I will acknowledge. There's some stuff where you're just kind of like, come on now. But I guess I was so enraptured with the rest of it, I didn't, like, I wasn't as down on it as you were Mm -hmm. you know but i acknowledge that there are definitely points that are weaker than again nothing that's soul crushing to the movie it's all functional to get to a certain point and i think we agree the point it got to was worth probably worth it in the end Mm -hmm. oh i i think one other thing i i i thought the the brother admitting he's helping him but it seems like he was clearly manipulated. Like, I believed him in the first half of the movie. And it seems like Adrian got to him at some point. Mm, I or think, do you think I he think, was in it from the beginning? I think he was in it from the beginning. And I think it's kind of like that cycle where it's like he's enjoying doing it to Elizabeth Moss's character. Because he hasn't got to yeah, do Yeah, he has no power against Adrian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he gets to exert all of this power against this helpless woman. Interesting. Who's apparently not so helpless. Like that was pretty cool with the fire the fire extinguisher and the just blasts him like just gats him. It was like that was pretty anticlimactic. Oh shit, it's not Adrian. Okay. <laughs> he took a few rounds without going. <laughs> yeah, what those cameras are fucking sturdy. <laughs> like they can get stabbed. Also, yeah, how work. many times did he get he stabbed him? Like eight times in the neck it looked like. Yeah. Some body armor in that suit, I guess. It's like some fucking Batman stuff. I wish they had a little bit more fun with the rain outside the asylum, too. Like, it was a great setup. Like, oh, it's going to rain. And, like, she gets that look on her face. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is when I'm going to get him. But But I think part of it, too, is, like, they've done that with, like, every movie with, like, invisible, you know, characters. Like, I think the movie itself isn't amazing. But the, what was it, Hollow Man with Kevin Bacon? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of stuff with, like... What there's like a big sequence with water and stuff like that, yeah. and that's great. I think so there's invisible dong in that movie. There is. There's a lot of <laughs> invisible dong in that movie. 
Maybe a little too much Invisible Dong. <laughs> You're a fan of Watchmen. You can't complain about Dongage in movies. Okay. Um, well, that, there, in, there's Invisible Dong and then there's Glowing Blue Dong. Those are two different Dongs and you know it. All right. Um, you're not wrong about the water thing. Yeah. Um, so that's going to do it for the Invisible Man. <laughs> Ending on the high note here. <laughs> this is a bonus episode. I'm not going to plug. I don't know when this is going to come out. I might try to edit it a little earlier and throw it out closer to release date since this is during the coronavirus time. So I should have some time to maybe edit these things. So until next time, I'm Zach Goldenberg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Goldenberg. You can find us at middleofrow.com. Rate and review the podcast wherever you get it. Twitter at Middle of Row. Middle of Row on Tumblr. I think that's it. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. Thanks for listening. Stay at home. Don't get coronavirus. But if you can see Invisible Man without getting coronavirus, do it. Yeah, if you can, if you, if there's no coronavirus in your town, go see the Invisible Man. <laughs> and remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row.